The Movie Hour, Episode 87, June 10th, 2010. Spoiler alert, the following hour programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Hello everyone and welcome to the Devon Sawa Eiffel Tower Movie Hour. My name is Greg Maloney and tonight I am joined by my brother James. Welcome back to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's, it's going well. And, uh, we did have Jeff here on the line with us, but it, we seem to have lost him. I, uh, he's sort of like on his way to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We've set him on a, a little journey, a little journey for the movie hour. Had to, had to pick up some. Pick, he had to go pick up some parties and some quotes with. Uh, who did we say it was? Polly Shore's house. Yeah, Polly Shore's hut out in the middle of the woods or something. Maybe. Right. <laughs> right. There's a lot of things going on in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. You just you just don't know about them, and it's sort of like the Hollywood hideout. And uh, I sort of it's got a the cat big that, name but. to live up to, so it better have some shit going on. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Um, yeah. So this episode is going to be sort of a, a truncated one. I did want to discuss before we we get started with the hoopla. Uh, World Cup starting this weekend. And I know there's a lot of people out there. This is the internet, so hopefully we're talking to some some international folks. But a lot of the U.S. U.S. Uh, contingency doesn't really contingency. That's not the word. Contingent. Not the word contingent. That's what I'm thinking. There you go. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm happy we can have this this brother episode. This is mm-hmm. working out a lot. We help each other. See, Jeff's not here, so we're helping each other. The U.S. contingent doesn't really care for for soccer, aka football. But World Cup's going to be awesome. I made a personal trip to Germany last World Cup, and uh, South Africa just didn't happen this year. But uh, good times, good times. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, frequent uh, fan Cad promised me that he was going and he was going to get me a Coke bottle from there. So, right, yeah, Cad yeah. dropped the ball on that. Considering he's uh, at my house right now, yeah. I don't think he'll be, I don't think he'll be making it. And can I just say that this title of Devin Sawa Eiffel Tower Movie Hour? It's the first time I've not known the person who is uh, our, right. you know, the namesake actually, of the show. Yeah, Jeff, while he was on the line, it was his name for the show, and he pulled that out. And I, I also didn't know it, but uh, he's from a couple of things. Probably the biggest being uh, starring in the first Final Destination movie, also in uh, SLC Punk and a couple of Idle others. Hands, another great one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's probably it's probably the best it's probably the best friend of the show we've had probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, moving on moving on to our our movie discussions, which we're always always here for. Uh, we've got the High Hunters Highwood Hoopla, bringing in the sort of the the rumor mill, the the news that's coming in. This stuff this stuff actually more concrete than usual. Uh, the first topic: There's recently been uh, the Mortal Kombat movie, the Long Dead movie series, has been given a, a jump start by director Kevin. I always I cannot pronounce his name. Uh, Tancherion, I think, or Tantrorian, as uh, a movie pitch to Warner Brothers, the owner of the franchise. Uh, the movie clip depicts a city like on the verge of chaos, and a small introduction to some of the video game's favorite characters. It's actually it actually looks pretty badass. It's really well done, and hats off to Kevin whoever for putting this together. Just <laughs> apparently directed Fame also. Like he's actually he's been around. So yeah, just kind of putting this together on his own dime, just to kind of promote himself i guess to be involved in this project it's yeah it's actually pretty well done what really impresses me about it though is i mean it's mortal Kombat, so it's you know a silly fighting game you know for the video games but i mean you got all these crazy ideas and people that have strange powers and stuff like that and i mean it's hard to kind of squish it into our reality but they kind of 
do make it a little plausible as far as, all right, we're doing the best we can. Here's a kind of a story arc we could use to say, hey, these people exist in our world. And, yeah, there's uh, nothing better. Yeah, there's nothing better than a movie explaining supernatural abilities with uh, science. That's right, right. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely yeah, no, you know, I, not perfect in that regard, but it's actually a fairly decent attempt at doing it. Right, right, and it's actually and it's, it's fairly long. It's like seven and a half minute, seven and a half minute movie or movie short. Um, and there are a couple things where they actually uh, go to what the latest story is in the video game. Also, for people that didn't know, Mortal Kombat was a video game. Uh, but in the video game, Johnny, uh, God, I always, Cage. Want, I was, yeah, I always want to call him Cash. Johnny Cage <laughs> is dead in the in the most recent one, and they actually follow up on that in this movie. And uh, yeah, I, I really think it's an interesting idea to get people's attention first off, and it's our, the internet's always already a buzz with it. So it might have actually pulled it off. But do you think this is actually going to result in anything? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a cool way to try and do it. He actually got some names to participate in it too. That Michael J. White, uh, Jerry Ryan from Star Trek fame. So it's kind of interesting that he got so many people. But uh, I mean, in my perspective, I mean, no Liu Kang, no Jim. So no Liu Kang. <laughs> well, I'm sure Liu Kang's going to be in it. They just can find somebody to play Liu well, Kang. You know, they, they better put him in. It. Otherwise, <laughs> I have no interest. Fantastic. I'm, just, oh. I'm impressed they got Reptile. <laughs> Jeff, you're here. I'm happy you could make it. Yeah, let's hope it sticks. Yeah, I, I was actually under the impression you were still on your. Are you are you currently on your way to Bethlehem, Pennsylvania? Because that's what I was saying earlier. But... For the junket. Yeah, for the junket. That's what it was. I thought it was just some like Hollywood party hidden in the hills out in Pennsylvania. Oh, we're calling it a junket. What it really is? It's a uh, it's a big Scientology thing. You guys, you guys understand it. <laughs> Frankly, you're not invited. So right, right, and yeah, I don't know if you heard. We were just talking about the that Mortal Kombat short that that hit the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I said the reptile thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reptile being your favorite character, right next to uh, I don't know. Let's see, Ken. Well, are we going to do that? Are we playing this game? Oh. <laughs> uh, See, I don't know if everyone knows that's listening, but uh, Jeff's a pretty big Super... He was a Super Nintendo guy. I was a Sega guy. So I had Mortal Kombat. He had Street Fighter. And, of course, it, it turned into a bitter ride. <laughs> Explains a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does explain a lot about who we are as adult men. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I know there are going to be some Gunga Pit people very excited for this movie if it actually happens and it does look pretty badass so hopefully it does happen i i wouldn't mind spending a, a drunk six dollars on seeing this movie and uh yeah maybe ha- maybe it has to have a gunkabit.com outing to go check it out a sponsored movie outing might be <laughs> if, the first one if they get that far we'll see right what was it we did actually go do another gunkabit outing what was it i trying to remember what we saw it's benjamin was it I know we all saw that together. Right, right. Well, I'm talking about, yeah, we met up with actually like forum viewers and what we went and saw it. Anyhow, um, Jeff, just let you know you are breaking up. It must be all the, it must be the weather on the way out there or something. But, uh, we're losing. Bad, bad but, reception here in Ohio. Right. Uh, next topic for the Holly Hunters Highwood Hoopla. A team this weekend finally comes about. Will it completely suck? Jim, go. Oh, man. That's a tough one. I mean,. I grew up on the shit. I, I had a Mr. T t-shirt even. Just his head <laughs> was Mr. great. Oh, yeah. Well, I've got a picture of it. I'll have to post it on the forum someday. But, uh, yeah, it's so it's got some, you know, 
nostalgic value to me. So I don't know. I mean, it could be fun. There's some amusing lines in the trailer. The casting's not too bad, but that f- parachuting tank is a killer, man. It's it looks so ridiculous. So I'm expecting it to fall short of expectations, but I'm, I'm pulling for it. So we'll, are we'll you see. gonna go? I I'm. I probably won't initiate it, but I would go if other people wanted to go. Because hmm. hmm. I've been, yeah, I've been on a movie run recently, and I don't know if I want to see this movie. So this this seems like it's more up your alley. Maybe I'll give you the money to go. Like I, I might our, have that's... to go with Joshua. I know he he's a fan of that old show as well. So right. Uh, I did want to point out, Mister T uh, has uh, has seen what he's called the previews, and also commented. He said for in quote or quoting. It was too graphic for me. I've no doubt it will do big business at the box office, but it's nothing like the show we it's turned It's probably because someone actually dies in the movie, because in the TV right, show, exactly. people always rolled away, like, ooh, that was a close <laughs> one. My car blew up, but I'm okay, you know, it's, it's every time. Exactly. It no was like a G.I. Joe cartoon, a thousand lasers crossing the screen, but no one's dead. Whoa, by the way, in the G.I. Joe movie, uh, people die. Yeah, so. see? Spoiler alert. It's big time. Spoiler alert. Uh, heads up for that, but... Uh, yeah, I, I, I understand. The 80s movie, or the 80s TV show being, even the bad guy escapes, walks away, and probably learns something from the experience. And this, I've got a feeling there's gonna be a lot of, uh, a lot of death and, uh, prison attacks. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of prison attacks going on. Jeff, do you have, Jeff, are you still there? Do you have any? I'm still here. Uh, I, uh, I only watched, uh, documentaries this week and nothing, nothing. Oh, I totally, I just cut out again. That actually wraps up our Holly Hunter's Hollywood Hoopla. It is now movie review time. Movie reviews. James, I believe we can uh, start with you tonight. I think we did last week, too, but you're, you're a good lead. You're a good lead. Cool. I'm glad I can help out. Some... <laughs> it's um, favorite. I watched a movie that's kind of been on my radar for a little while. Uh, it's a movie called Spitfire Grill, 1996. Um, the funny part about that is uh, it was on my radar for the entirely wrong reasons. I I was dating a girl <laughs> years ago that uh, who had a favorite author who I thought uh, wrote the book that this was based on, but apparently the title was totally different. Jesus, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, she was a big Joyce Carol Oates fan. Boyfriend's roommate that he was at Baskin. <laughs> my ex girlfriend liked Joyce Carol Oates, who wrote Foxfire, right. and for some reason I was going around uh, the uh, Netflix and put this on, thinking it was. The one I was trying to remember, but really, Foxfire, Spitfire, Grill—it it was kind of close. Eerily oh enough, they were released God. the same year. That's but, great. Yeah, so it's just kind of interesting how this came onto my radar and how I ended so up watching was, it. There was a movie based on this book that you were talking about. You just yes, I just remembered okay. the wrong title and <laughs> rendered this one instead. I right, continue the joke. Continue. <laughs> All right, so uh, this movie, not the uh, other one, is—it's uh, about. Um, a girl named Percy, uh, who's in her mid-twenties. Um, she's just getting released from jail, kind of wants to start all over again, start anew someplace, you know, cool. And uh, she has picked out this town of Gilead in Maine to kind of get restarted. So the sheriff's office kind of sets her up in this uh, this workplace, and she's uh, helping out an elderly lady at the Spitfire Grill. Um, the movie is basically a drama about... Um, the relationships that kind of develop from the stranger kind of being, you know, deposited into this very small town where everybody knows everybody and 
rumors are floating everywhere and everyone's business is known to everyone. So she's kind of, you know, mucks up the works a little bit and the movie just kind of follows that along. Um, the movie features a lot of the classic archetypes for characters. Uh, like the owner is a grumpy, stubborn, you know, grill owner, uh, played by Ellen Burstyn. Um, there's also the untrusting bossy nephew of the owner, uh, played by Will Patton. And then, uh, his wife is a simple, just kind of very meek, shy person, just doesn't speak up at all. She kind of does whatever her husband says. And she's played by, uh, Marsha Gay Harden. Um, it was nice to see some of the familiar faces, but they were playing with these really thick main accents that kind of acted, I don't know, kind of distracted me more than it immersed me into this this town. So I was a little put off by that as far as like getting enraptured in the movie. Um, a couple little issues, well, a couple issues I had with the movie. Um, one, there's an assumption made by a couple of the main characters that push us to the climax of the movie. But this assumption is not logical at all, so it just bugged me and just like I okay. think I think you can spoil it. Can you tell me what the okay? Um, basically, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be out at, right after this. There's thing. this life-threatening situation that the the main character gets put in, and she's put in there so she because she needs to go warn um, this person that lives in the woods that the cops are after her, or after them, and that the cops may hurt him. For I don't know why she would think this. So basically, she runs off to warn him, gets in this life-threatening situation, and there's no reason for her to be running out to warn him anyway. So I thought that was kind of silly, and it sets up like the most important part of the movie. Um, <laughs> and there's also a small reveal at the end of the movie, which in the entire time I didn't think it was going to be a reveal ending because I knew it all along. Like, oh, they meant that to be a surprise. Interesting, because the characters are surprised. I did not know that. So those two things were kind of weird. Um, overall, I mean, it's got some heartwarming parts with the, the character interaction. Um, it's an okay little movie, but it feels a lot like a TV movie of the week or something. It's It, it doesn't really fit on the big screen. Um, if I, I mean, I don't, I'm not sad I you know rented it i might gamble on something else if you're looking for something to to, to rent uh just maybe the actual movie you were trying yeah to maybe that one that one has angelia jolie apparently so i might have to rent that ooh, one next ooh. and review that but uh <laughs> yeah it's not it wasn't bad uh, nothing great or you know nothing real memorable about it just a, a quaint little story you were saying that you were happy to see some familiar faces i was about to say there's nobody in this movie like i do i do know uh marsha harden but other than that will like, Patton. Uh, he's from like he's like in every movie he he was he was, uh, he, was he was uh, Harry Stamper second in command basically in Armageddon you know that guy he's been in oh yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah I do know that and guy. Ellen Burstyn that plays the older lady she's she's more you know had her heydays in like the seventies and sixties and stuff but uh, yeah whoa well, apparently there was a Roadhouse too and he was in it sweet um, I believe yeah, Ellen Burstyn yeah. played the elderly lady in uh, the hell was that Uber drug movie that I hated. Oh, um, you know the oh, one. Uh, yeah, I do. But that's her, anyway. God, what the hell is the name of that movie? <laughs> um, Jesus, it uh, yeah, it Requiem for a Dream. Yes, yeah, so that one. Yeah, she played I'm the other. Yeah, God, that, is, that one. You're right. That is a depressing movie. Um, yeah. So moving off the depressing onto the comedy, I ended up catching. Oh, by the way, uh, if you haven't noticed, we just lost Jeff. Like three minutes ago. I don't think he's going to make it back. Yeah. He's probably, Hopefully. he's probably got a martini in his hand and he's, he's dogging, you know, bumping elbows with some, uh, some of the Hollywood. Assuming you made it there. Hopefully he didn't yeah. drive off the road or something. 
we'll we'll find out about it. We'll we'll let you guys know next week. Maybe we'll update his we'll update his uh, location on the forums. Uh, but yeah, I saw get him to the Greek on the weekend and uh, released this weekend. It actually did not make as much money as Shrek Forever After. Apparently, Shrek is just unstoppable and it's going to make a billion jillion dollars and never end. Uh, but yeah, uh, actually ended up only making I think like what twenty three million or something opening weekend. But very interesting movie. I wasn't that pumped to go see it. I, want, I pretty much forced myself to go see it for, A, I wanted to review it for the show, but um, it was probably the only thing out that I was semi-interested in. Um, another Judd Apatow vehicle, for one. Um, you got a lot of familiar faces. Was uh, he directly involved, or was it just his producer? Disciples? Okay, It's his disciples, but um, you've got Jason Siegel helping. He helped with the characters he also produced. Um, the writer... I'm trying to remember exactly what he did. I think he did. It's Nicholas Stoller. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, I know he did. He didn't write it. He did. Oh, he fun directed with, it. Yeah, but right, right, writing um, fun with Dickie yeah. Jane and Yes Man. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, you also have Russell Brand, who is also in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but and the same uh, character. Yeah, does play the same character. I haven't seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall. You have reviewed it for the show, and I don't know how big, like, how big of a character does he, like, does... He's the new boyfriend of... Aldous. Of, so uh, Aldous Snow is a big character. In yeah, Forgetting yeah. Sarah. He's one of the okay. big four. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, there, and you end up seeing, uh, I think Carla Gallo is, like, the only other person from the Apsile movie. She was in Undeclared, and she also was in uh, Superbad uh, and a small cameo in that, but... Um, and 40-year-old version. plot's... Right. Right. Uh, the plot is pretty classic. It's you take a group, take a group of people, go from point A to from point B, and just insert any ridiculous situation in between, and as many jokes as possible. Um, story being, Jonah Hill's character works for uh, uh, a music label that tries to rebrand Russell Brand, if you will, uh, Aldous Snow, who's falling to the wayside. He made a terrible album, and they're trying to revive his career. Jonah Hill, Hill has the idea of having him have pretty much a uh, anniversary concert and the story goes Jonah Hill's character gets sent out to go get him and in three days he needs to get him from London to LA and from there you get the journey of interesting situations him being introduced to Aldous Snow who's actually his sort of his childhood idol so there's that uh, that element added to it and gets to see what he's really like and pretty much get some life lessons from point A from point B. Uh, that actually is a really funny movie. I, I was surprised. And Jonah Hill being one of the big surprises, I didn't know if he's going to be able to actually do Like, this is really his first headline, I would say. Um, he had a pretty big role in Superbad. Um, did a pretty good job and uh, knocked up. I'm trying to remember. Does he do anything in Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I haven't seen it. A very minor role. He's like yeah, the yeah. major D. I'd runner. say knocked up would be, or not knocked up, but super bad would be his, his probably biggest role before yeah, this. Yeah, I would have to agree um, And he did a pretty good job as the main man. And yeah. he ends up, yeah, he actually does does fairly well. Uh, Russell Brand, who I've not seen before, uh, plays the rock star, fallen rock star. And he actually does a very, a very good job too. Uh, being an Aptow children's vehicle you get a lot of the social social awkward comedy and he does a good job of being sarcastic and funny and dry all in one sentence uh 
And there are a lot of scenes since it's Jonah Hill and Russell Brand pretty much headlining this thing. You get to see a lot of interaction between their two characters, and they do a really good job together. Uh, other than that, it was actually surprising to also see uh, Sean Combs, P. Diddy, uh, does, has a pretty big role in here as the music label's head guy, who's the bo- direct boss of Jonah Hill's character. And he is really funny in this movie. I oh, was yeah. shocked. Yeah, I was shocked at how, like, again, you have a lot of situations where it's social awkward humor. Like, he's joking about, like, mind-fucking people. And, like, I've never seen, uh, like, I think the last time I saw P. Diddy uh, in a movie was when I rewatched, like, um, God, no, I can't I didn't even remember. know he was in a movie. Yeah, he was in, uh, I, I forget. I just remember they're trying to call, don't call him Red Dragon. Oh, he was in Made. That's what it was. Made was the one I was thinking of. He's been in a lot of movies, but Made was the one I was thinking of. Um, anyhow, yeah, he's actually really funny in the movie. And there are a lot of cameos in this, cameos during the story, uh, being supposed to be like a rock star lifestyle. Uh, a couple people will show up. Um, I would probably say the biggest one being, the biggest role being for Laws Arik, being, being the new boyfriend of Russell Brand's uh, ex-wife. But, yeah, uh, so overall, yeah, go ahead. Like all these people, I mean, I'm looking at the cast, and all these people kind of play themselves, like Pink and Aguilera right. and Lars Ulrich and Ricky Schroeder, Mario Lopez. Right. I mean, do they spoof <laughs> yeah. themselves? Like, they, Is it kind of like a Neil Patrick Harris in you know, the Harold and Kumar movies where they just pretend like they're assholes or anything, or is no, it they play pretty uh, straight? No, it's what ends up happening in the very beginning. They In the first five, ten minutes, they set up, uh, Aldous Snow, Russell Brand's character's life, like his career. Mm-hmm. And so you you start with a music video of his latest album that just completely sucks, over the top. And from there, it goes on like a four-minute media spree of like, hey, your album sucked. Hey, uh, him and his wife broke up, his wife being Rose Byrne. Uh, Jackie Q is her character. Uh, and then it just goes shows Aldous Snow falling from fame, like uh, Aldous Snow throws up over Pink, and there's a snapshot of gotcha. Pink okay. there. And Mario Lopez doing his show, talking about Aldous Snow, and there's a lot of that. Christina Aguilera dating Aldous Snow, stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh, they're not big parts of it. Lyle Zalrich actually has lines during the actual movie. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so anyhow, Jonah Hill, if you like him, awesome, awesome role. He does a great job. This has Judd Apatow written all over it. The one thing is about Jonah Hill's character is I could you could easily see a Jason Segel or uh, Seth Rogen com- subbing in for him easily. Like, it would be the exact same thing. Um, so he didn't really bring anything to a role. It was just pretty much right, the character. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't think he did anything special, but I'm surprised he was able to be the lead man and pull it off. That We hadn't it, seen that yet. In the I'm trailer, surprised. or at least one of the trailers I saw, there's the part where it looks like it was the morning after one of the big parties or something, and Russell Brand's character going out for a run, and he delivers a line in there, is like saying, "Are you are you serious?" And he does it really quietly, and that was perfect in my opinion. Right. Uh, the big, the best jokes are from Jonah Hill. Like okay. the the biggest laughs you get are from Jonah Hill. But I just can see Seth Rogen or Jason Segel doing the exact same thing. Right. Right. And right. There are the probably the funniest parts with him are when he's trying to act like he's on drugs. Those okay. uh, which happen during the movie quite often. Um, and I think my favorite part, which I think is in the previews, 
at least it's been on some clips doing the when he's been doing his pro- promos through the talk shows when uh him and uh Russell Brand's character are in a car after a party and uh Jonah Hill's character is all r- run up on adrenaline because he's been stabbed with an adrenaline needle right, and, right. and Russell Brand's telling him to go to sleep and he's just going no no like just like a child like from family guy or something and it's just so funny I I, um anyhow yeah uh, in terms of what's out right now, I would say this would be your number one to go see if, over the weekend if you're trying to be- pick between a team. Because um, yeah, when I saw the trailer, I thought you know if anything has a chance of being somewhat like Hangover success, you know, it's like the raunchy comedy, maybe you know, under the radar, right. but might do good. I thought this would have the best chance. Is this going to have legs? I, mean, I don't know. That's what really propelled Hangover. I think is it had legs and just went out forever. Right. I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, I think this is too formulaic of the the Apatow scene. I do like um, how they're using the same characters, though. It's kind of interesting. It kind of puts right. them in the same genre of like, I don't know, like a Kevin Smith or Tarantino or John Hughes, where they're making their old their own alternate universe. It's pretty much an identical copy of ours, but with right. these characters in it. So it's yeah, kind of, apparently kind of Sarah Marshall was supposed to be in it, but I have no idea. Like, her character, Sarah Marshall, from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, was supposed to be in it, but I have no idea where she was. And I, again, I haven't seen that movie, so maybe it would have been obvious for someone that has, but... Um, she, yeah, they don't make her look yeah. any different or anything. But yeah. Oh, another interesting thing, Tom Felton, uh, being Malfoy from Harry Potter, uh, when they're running around, they have... <laughs> <laughs> Does he play himself or somebody else? Yes, plays himself. Nice. Uh, they're running around like doing the rock star scene, and he shows up, and Jonah Hill makes like Harry Potter jokes, <laughs> pretty much at him. Right, right. How did uh, Elizabeth Moss do? By the way, she played uh, someone named Daphne Banks. Yeah, Daphne's Jonah. So, getting deeper into the plot, Jonah Hill and Daphne. Daphne being the character, sorry, and I think yeah. his character. For those of that you don't know, uh, Elizabeth Moss has been a West Wing play, the president's daughter, and is also now in Mad Men. Right. So you've got Daphne and Aaron, uh, Jonah Hill and Elizabeth Moss are dating, living together, and they have a breakup just before he goes on this trip to go help Russell Brand. And Russell Brand's life ends up being a metaphor for Jonah Hill's life with Daphne. And he's like, oh my god, if I can't, if I don't want to turn into you, I got to do this, and it's um pretty pretty see through, but it's right. uh it's uh, yeah, I was never really impressed with her, so I was just curious if she did a good job with this character, I, or, yeah. Um, no, nothing special. Okay. She like again could have been anyone playing it, but uh she th- she has a pretty big role. I wouldn't say like they left her with no lines, but right. I, I, nothing special, nothing special. Uh, but yeah, with withholding the seal. But pretty funny movie. If you're an Apatow fan, go see it. It's a lot like his other films. And, uh, yeah, again, he only produced it, but I'm sure he had a big hand in it. That about wraps up our, our movie reviews. Jeff, again, is uh, MIA, lost somewhere in Pennsylvania, maybe Ohio. Uh, I'm sure he would have reviewed, like, a documentary or Wes Anderson <laughs> film or something. So if, if you've seen Jeff, I don't know. I guess you guys haven't seen pictures of him. But if you know what he looks like, if you see him. We'll put up a number at Gunga Pit you can call and let us and the authorities know because we're very, very worried. Uh, yeah, so moving on to everyone's favorite, the Parker Posey play-along, uh, wrapping up the show. Last week's was my question, and we're still going to run into a little situation here because uh, with Jeff's absence, I think I'm going to ask the next question too. So this is like the fir- this is a first for the movie hour. I'm going to have both. Uh, but last week's question, uh, what movie that's set in the future do you think best depicts 
what will most likely happen in the real world. Uh, didn't care if it was animated or not. Jim took full advantage of that with Wally, which wasn't a bad answer. It was the correct answer is what it was. Whatever. Um, couple answers. I actually, I still haven't seen Brazil. Various had offered Brazil as what might happen. Have you seen it? I have. Didn't like it. What's, what, what is actually the thing that he's saying would happen? Like, what's the futuristic uh, preview? What, what, what is he, you know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's... Like, is everybody just completely... It's, yeah, stupid? it's like everybody has no personality. It's just everyone. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's just a really bizarre movie, but, which is, I don't know. I, I didn't like it because I thought it was bizarre for the sake of being bizarre, but... Right, because he mentions at the end, like con- uh, consumerism is key to our futures. Like I just figured, like that makes sense. I can see everything just yeah. based on buying and shopping and shit like that. But um, what I'm surprised is idiocracy didn't come up. I'm really shocked that someone didn't say idiocracy. <laughs> the premise for that is good, but yeah. I didn't like that movie. But yeah, the premise, just the whole idea of yeah, stupid people won't stop making babies, and it takes over the entire world. It's just right. awesome. Right. Uh, I I do hope. I hope KPW's answer is right because she she picked Blade Runner, which is a um, again I saw the terrible version of it, so it wasn't that impressive of a movie. Impressive, uh, but the premise of we're going to create uh, people robots that look like humans uh, was pretty interesting, and I hope we don't have to hunt them down like in Blade Runner. But that's assuming it already hasn't happened. As long, yeah, as long <laughs> exactly <laughs> as long as Harrison Ford's involved, that's that's fine too. Uh, but yeah, thank you for the answers. And uh, uh, Michelle W got a, a last second answer too. Congratulations, you just made it by like twenty minutes, just because Jeff delayed us. Uh, but yeah, that brings us to our next Parker Posey, which I'm not incredibly prepared for. And this is a good one, so I feel bad that Jeff's not here to answer it. But I guess we can have him answer next week. And I actually don't I'm have sure a whole answer on the boards. Right, right. Uh, again, yeah, the Parker Posey will be up at gungapit.com for you to answer. Uh, good times. But, yeah, the question is, and I already know what you're going to say, Jim, and you should surprise me by not saying it, but you can tell me what I'll you're going to say. I'll do my best. What's your favorite movie quote that's from a relative nobody in the film? Interesting. So looking for a quote from a movie that's not from a main character. Hell, <laughs> I think I know be... which one you're <laughs> thinking of. <laughs> yeah. Not, like, it's not – like, it could be from an extra – but I would allow somebody – Like an 80s action right. adventure and, and, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm not – I'm not saying it has to be that far out. It doesn't have to be an extra saying it, but somebody that, you know, you wouldn't even put as, outside like, the top the 20 character. characters in the movie – yeah, somebody outside, somebody that probably didn't even have a char- his name mentioned during the film. Um, now, my answer, like I had to think about that. I had this question for a while, but I had to think about the answer. Uh, and by the way, this question I was actually helped getting this by uh, our everyone's everyone's friend Rogi, who uh, good good friend of the show. Um, he's actually in England right now doing some doing some work, but he'll be back anyhow. I wonder if he's going to get ribbed for World Cup play. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my answer, I, I had two I had thought of just before this. This one's interesting because this is from a relative of nobody, but in the context of the movie, he's the main character. So what I wanted to pick was Mike from Killer Clowns from the Outer, from Outer Space, a fantastic <laughs> film if you haven't seen it. Mike being the main character of it, uh, Mike actually is his character name, is, uh, his actor name is Grant Kramer. Who has done pretty much nothing? He's actually he's still acting, so I can give him that. But 
he uh, he isn't doing anything important. There's a part in it where him and a police officer friend crash into a wall where a killer clown is and the clown flies up in the air and there's a pause between the cops saying, where did he go? And Mike sitting in shotgun just pretty much says, I don't know. He went straight up and I just walk around. Like I've said, when anyone asks where people are and we don't know, I just go, he went straight up and it's, um, the guy is yeah. The guy has nothing special. Obviously, the the movie is just one of my one of my cult favorites. A second place, which I this is another out of the box answer. Well, this one's way out of the box. The other one was just more of an. So answer. him being the main character doesn't disqualify him. For that? I know. I'm thinking about that. I'm sort of because he's a nobody, but he's the main character of the movie. I don't know. I'm having a really tough time. What do you think? Do you think you're when it, you're saying nobody though? You're talking about. In regards to the plot of the movie, or just right, as a, right. an actor, he's right. not a big name. You're talking about character. I just thought about this. Come on, give me a break. Um, yeah, I um, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it should be somebody that's relatively nothing to the plot. Okay. So my answer is a bad answer. My second answer is a better one, but it's it's literally no one. Um, there's a part. And it's more of a noise that I'm quoting. In the original Gremlins, they run, <laughs> when the Gremlins are running running through the town. By the way, you can already tell I've gone from killer clowns from outer space to Gremlins. Um, when the Gremlins, highbrow, highbrow. Yeah, when the Gremlins are running rampant, and uh, God, I don't even remember the main character's name in Gremlins. Uh, it's like Jeff or something. I don't know. Yeah, it probably is. When he's going around like. Going to his family, he just saved his family from the gremlins, and is running to go get his girlfriend, who, uh, which everybody knows, uh, Phoebe Cates, and gets his, tries to save his girlfriend at the bar where she works. There are gremlins everywhere, and there's a particular cut to a gremlin that's got a ski mask on and a gun, and is just waving it around and just laughing. That's my that can that count as my quote because that's like one of my favorite things. And then they say deagle 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 over and over again when they kill her, but. That's what I thought of when I thought it when uh, I initially uh, brought the question up, and I know that's a really tough, a really tough thing to yeah to take. La- too. Laughing, laughing I, mean, I had a really time. tough time thinking of an answer. I had a really tough time. His name was yeah. Billy, by the way. Billy, yeah, yes. I shouldn't know that. Uh, All right, but and I do know that you wanted to say Superman too, but yeah, that is correct. Yes, right. Did you think of something else? Um, no, I was trying to think of something else too, and I'm like, that is a really good one. I was it's trying to think of like a side. Off. I was trying to think of somebody random in like airplane or something. Somebody's got to have a really good line in there, and I'm trying to remember one. But that's a good I, point. I, that's a very good point. You know, just that throw a thousand jokes at the wall. There's tons of people saying them. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for my my official answer is Superman two. It's the scene where Superman's duking it out on the streets against the the three evil super people and uh it looks like superman's done it looks like he got defeated and the the three villains are sitting around in the street and the people of metropolis decide to rise up against them and they're like yeah let's get them come on and then one guy just says yeah come on i I know some i think it's judo is that correct (laughs) i believe it's judo he's like yeah Yeah. i know some judo let's go and (laughs) you know superman just got his ass kicked but you know judo is gonna work on these guys so i i always found that really hilarious and and it's just kind of thrown in there. They don't really draw attention to it, but it's just kind of funny. Do you know, it's been a while since I've seen Superman 2, which is a shame. 
Do you know if it was completely dubbed? Like, was that part completely dubbed? I just love the idea of them going back and thinking, you know what? We should oh, if it was something. just a voice. As a yeah. Part, yeah. Uh, man, it has been a while. Um, <laughs> if I I want to say it hasn't been, or it wasn't, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, interesting. And you know what? I think I am going to – I'm going to just completely negate both my answers. Uh, I think I think the, it needs to be quotable. I think the the this thing needs to be quotable, and that your version would your answer would work. Mine mine don't work. My first one does, but it's not the main character of the movie. This needs to be a side, just no character person saying something that you find very quotable, and it does seem like it should be something from like Ooh, I just thought a, of another one by the way, an eighties movie or. And I, an airplane's a good one. Airplane yeah, or top there's secret? There's got to be a gazillion yeah. of them in there. Um, I just thought of one from Raising Arizona when uh, H.I. McDonough's in his jail cell and the guy's telling him a story. He's like, we ran out of crow. We, we ate sand. You ate sand? We ate sand. <laughs> I always thought that part. Oh, I've got my answer. I've got my – this is great. I can't believe I okay. just thought of it. This is perfect. Back to the future when they go back toward the end of the movie – they're still back in time for the dance, and Biff gets knocked out, and uh, God, he come, he steals. Is it when he steals the book back from him? Oh, Back to the Future Two. Is that the second one? Yeah, there's no book in the first one. Yeah, you're the first right, one right. was a good movie. It's got to be. The, it's the first one. It is. He knocks him out, and then he says he. The one guy comes up and sees if Biff's okay. And he says, I think that guy stole his wallet. I think he stole his wallet. What does – that's from the well, first one. That's not in the first one. Oh, it's the second one then. Jesus. That is because he takes – yeah, because he takes the almanac. Yes. And that's what – Because in the first the one they're talking about, you know, oh, you know, who was that? And then they – George. <laughs> and then someone suggests that he runs the class president or something. Wow, I feel terrible now. That was the second one? Yeah. Don't ever – Make that mistake ever again, <laughs> dude. The second one's a fucking great movie. It's a horrible oh, movie. Wow, I can't. Bl- don't dismiss the second one like that. It was fantastic. The first, apparently, I almost perfect. I, I mix them both together though, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, anyhow, so the question at the boards will be: What's your favorite movie quote? That's from a relative nobody in the film. So really, we're looking for the quote, not the character, which is more the gremlin. And the quote, yeah, I never quote yeah. laughing, although I do laugh a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, I hope you guys. I hope you like the question, and it'll be at the boards. That's a good question. I think it's it going to get it's some play tough. on the boards. Yeah, yeah. I, I should be thinking of a thousand of them right now, and I can't. Right. Um, so anyhow, uh, James, I, I know we had a run run uh, duo here, but I'm happy we got. A, I think this is our first uh, Just Brothers episode, right? I think it is. No, no, it isn't. Did one other? Okay. Yeah, I've spent one episode with Just Jeff and one episode with Just You. Ah, okay. Fantastic. Well, we're we're going to be more and more experienced. Uh, but yeah, Je- Jeff. Hopefully, you're alive in Ohio. Yeah, Jeff was deathly ill last time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. He's always in trouble. Jeff's always in trouble. Again. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. So, James, thank you uh, for coming along, and thank you for the input. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually. It's rather long for a two-person episode, too. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all, live listeners. Thank you for answering the boards. Appreciate it. The Devon Sawa Eiffel Tower movie hour. Take care. Watch the World Cup. Make sure you tune in.